to the Cobbley and Matt sit in a room whilst talking about some things podcast. Um, my name is Matt and uh, the other one is called Cobbley. You Hello. should have known that already. It's in the title, idiot. Hello. Hi Cobbley, you alright? I'm alright, how are you? Apart from padding out the introduction again. I'm not padding it out, I'm getting straight. <laughs> this, is, this is the best intro we've done yet. This is you getting straight to the point. Okay, okay, go on, sorry. The song, right, what you just heard was called Fashion by um, an obscure fella called... Um, Bowie or something. Yeah, David Bowie. I think yeah. he died in a car crash or something. Anyway, um, <laughs> the reason we played it was uh, partly to honour his memory. Uh, may he rest in peace. Um, he was a candle in the wind. Partly he wrote that song. I believe so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a little known fact. Um, he wrote that. Um, I think he co-wrote it with uh, Princess Margaret. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, partly that and partly because this week's podcast is going to be us talking about fashion. Correct. <laughs> Something which I like to think we don't really know much about. Um, he likes to think it because it is true. Yes, although we do know how to dress nowadays. We're quite we're quite trendy guys. We dress although quite well. for some reason you've come to this podcast dressed in a Victorian safari suit. <laughs> By that you mean a hoodie and jeans. My history's a bit hazy. <laughs> yes, but uh, as I said, nowadays I like to wear big collar shirts. You like to wear clothes. Yeah, I'm not a nudist anymore. <laughs> Those days of, of past you. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, it wasn't always like that, was it not, Matt? I mean, we both got, well, I've got a quiff, you've got a quiffy type thing going down. What is it? What, what is that on your head? How would you describe it? Because it's a bit like a quiff. It's but. just sort of hair. <laughs> um, it's a kind of Dennis the Menace kind of look. I'm going for yeah. old Dan. DM, I like to call him. Like the biscuit. DM? Yeah, you know, the biscuit. DM, DM. I oh, eat right. them biscuits. Yes, yes. yes. Don't even know if they do them anymore. The fashionable biscuits, that's why I eat them, because I am fashionable. <laughs> and uh, you also have a bit of a beard going down as well, don't you, nowadays? Beards are in, man. They, they actually are. I see everybody's got a beard. Yeah, uh, even the women have got beards. <laughs> Every, I don't have a beard. Maybe I'm just not in. I'm not in with the in crowd. Well, you may not externally have a beard, but everyone has a beard within them. Perhaps. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Back in high school, um, I remember you had quite an interesting haircut. This is true. Um, how do I describe this? I think what <laughs> what it was generally referred to as by our co-students and um, antagonists. <laughs> the cock of the class. Yeah, to, uh, the old back, cock. Back refer a previous podcast. Yeah, we do callbacks now. We're sophisticated yeah. in that. Uh, was Bushhead. <laughs> which to me um, seems to kind of misrepresent what was actually on your head because I don't recall there being any actual foliage there. No, but some foliage may have got caught up in there from time to time. I suppose that is where it came <laughs> from, yeah. It was a kind of like early 60s Beatles Yeah, mop. well, I, 
I think it stems back from I used to be a, I used to be a massive well I like the Beatles but I used to be a massive fan of the Beatles everyone likes the Beatles yeah well even people who don't like the Beatles like even the people Beatles. who don't like the Beatles are clearly in denial mm. about not liking them we, and we've all gone through a phase where we pretend we don't like the Beatles and then you just learn to accept it that they're actually alright but anyway <laughs> um, true. I was obsessed with the Beatles and, I, and the hairdresser that used to come around to our, our house and cut her hair I think she was called Tracy or something like that did she just come um, without any invitation well, cut, no, cutting she, your hair in your sleep well she <laughs> she'd generally book an appointment oh, I see. with Sorry. my mother oh, okay, and, and come around she wouldn't just turn up with scissors in her hands like screeching it's cutting time cobbly <laughs> really high pitched screech with massive garden shears yeah <laughs> Yeah, that didn't happen. All right, well, glad you clarified. And I used to show pictures of Ringo Starr. <laughs> so, well, you'll cut it like that for me, please. All right. I want to look like Ringo Starr from the 60s, not not when they grew like the really long, long hair. I so, like that. So, essentially, I, I yeah, had like, like a, a mop, mop head. And I'll realise, by the way, at this point, that a lot of this podcast is us just talking about when we were in school, but I'm going to carry on doing it anyway. <laughs> Um, Shaped our lives, Matt. Shaped our lives. <laughs> I remember some lesson or other where, I think it might have been PSE or something. Don't know what that stands for. I can't think of anything amusing that could go with those letters. <laughs> I think it was personal and social education, education which basically yeah. means just make up a lesson and just do that. And I remember in one lesson, they had everyone in the class individually state who, if there's been like any pop stars who had influenced their... Um, <laughs> hairstyle or just general look and then everyone would say I want to be like Britney Spears that was my one and then you said the Beatles and then everyone in the class laughed at you and you cried for five days well I don't remember any of this I don't even think it was a repressed memory did it did any of that actually happen yeah it did <laughs> I know the, the I know the line between reality and fantasy is blurred on this podcast but that did happen if I was making something up I'd have said then you fell down a trap door I didn't cry um, for five days, though, did I? Might have exaggerated for five days, but... <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I really don't remember. Yeah, so, uh, so fortunately, I've never had any kind of embarrassing haircut. <laughs> to, uh, yeah, apart from the perm in college. The perm. Fortunately, I've never had an embarrassing haircut that I'm embarrassed <laughs> the, about. The funny thing is, this is not even made up. You did actually have a per- You grew your hair... Shoulder length. Shoulder length, and then decided one day... So, but why did you I decide to, to perm your hair? That perm was brilliant. I looked brilliant in that perm. <laughs> yeah, you were like the talk of the whole school. But you Yeah, there like- was that one boy, Simon Clark, who <laughs> refused to even speak to me at all. In fact, whenever I addressed him, he'd just say, boom, boom. <laughs> you kind of did bring all this shit on yourself, though, didn't you? I wanted to look like Paul McGann from off of Doctor Who. Does he have a perm? He had curly hair. It's the same as I think he just wore a wig, didn't he, Matt? Why didn't you just wear a wig? <laughs> I could have been wearing a wig. How do you know, Bushhead? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure people were probably running around pulling at your perm. <laughs> yeah, I like that perm. It was a good time. So you did it to look like Paul. You didn't look anything like anybody. You just looked like... I, I look brilliant in my perm. I look like um, some kind of um, heroic, like, Victorian gentleman. <laughs> that is what in my head I thought I looked like. Yeah, Victorians did used to get out perms, didn't they? They permed the shit out of their hair, they're Victorians. It's definitely a... Yeah. Late 1800s hairstyle, isn't it, Matthew? Yeah. In, in many ways, it's a noughties haircut. I was ahead of my time. But then one day, you, <laughs> w- you woke up and, th- and look- looked in the mirror for the first time and thought, <laughs> what the fuck is, uh, is this? To be fair, I do do that every morning, so, you know. <laughs> Since that day. And then you shaved it all off, didn't you? 
yeah, that's the shortest my eyes ever been. Number one. Mm. What did you do with the locks? Did you did you do anything special with them? Do you still have them? Well, Cubby, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) What I did with them, right, is I uh, sellotaped them to my little brother Jonathan, and tried to sell him on eBay as a kind of uh, obscure like Sasquatch. (laughs) (laughs) Did did he get purchased? Yeah, I believe he's owned by some bloke in Canada now, <laughs> living as a as a Sasquatch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> at least, he, <laughs> <laughs> at least he can come back home for the holidays. Yeah, it's Obviously. nice. Yeah, yeah. nice that he lets him lets him come back. Cause Surprised the sellotapes held that long. <laughs> You'd think that the illusion would be shattered at some point, but and he's a good man, Jonathan, for playing along with it as well. Really, he's a good sport, old yeah. Johnny. He is. Yeah. Um, but you know, apart from that, um, I don't think there's any um, anything about my past that can be considered embarrassing. No, well, it will, well, well. Actually, actually, come to think of it, I say that I did actually find an old picture of myself the other day um, uh-huh. when when I was a bit younger, and uh, it, I was wearing something a little bit embarrassing. Go on. I was lighting a nappy. <laughs> I was 25 years old. Anyway. It's the only joke in the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I suppose that leads us nicely onwards in in a weird kind of way to the fact that uh, fashion isn't all about haircuts. It is about clothing as well and and, and other things too. We we consider all the angles on this show. (laughs) We do. We'll cover every every angle. Um, (laughs) So... With reference to clothes, they 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 do things, and I because I I shop at River Island because I don't I don't go anywhere else. I don't. This I don't. week's podcast is sponsored by River Island. It is. Enjoy the island. Yar. Yeah. So anyway, I, I generally shop at River Island on the on the website. It's always this is ju- this look is just in the something something. You know, and they'll they'll say like they'll give it a name. You know, like the the old codger. Like- Look, the salty tramp. Yeah, yeah. Th- things like that, and and apparently these things are like in for the summer or in for the spring, and the different styles and stuff. Now, I don't really follow that. I just I just tend to aim for like shirts with giant collars and and purchase all of them. Got to have the big collars. Yeah. So I, I I kind of avoid that, but but presumably there's some kind of trend that someone somewhere is making up and, yeah. and getting. Who it. who is who? Right. Who is in charge of doing that? That's what I want to know. Who, who knows? Who gets to say okay? This is good now because I want to be that person. I want to be the one who decides yeah. it. You want to be the one that walks down yeah. the street, sees a salty tramp yeah. uh, on on the on the roadside, <laughs> you know, asking for some spur change and going, "I like that look. That yeah. look, it's in, it's in," and then rush, <laughs> yeah, that's rush into say to the <laughs> rush into Top Man and go, "I've got the look." <laughs> you, know, you could yeah. yeah rush into Top Man, dragging this tramp behind you, <laughs> saying, "I've got yeah. the look." Strip him off and put the claws on a mannequin dummy. Right, okay. Um, I'm going to try that next week. And um, <laughs> next week's podcast, I'll come back with a report on, of what happened when I did that. A, a satellite link up uh, from uh, Preston Prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, but uh, you um, spent a lot of time in a leather jacket, uh, I noticed. Uh, although saying that, I had a leather jacket as well, but... Uh, uh, well, yeah. You took it to a... A higher level, you like kind of you had a bit of a seventies thing going down. What what influenced that? I don't know really. It's weird. I think right. Um, see, I get like obsessed with stuff, and if I decide something's a good idea, I will do it to like, death, like a perm. Uh, <laughs> so at first, I had this leather jacket, and I thought, oh, I love having a leather jacket. It is brilliant when I've got a leather jacket. 
oh look, dead good. So what I've done then is I bought fucking loads of them, but not good ones, like shit ones that are like tatty old man's leather jackets from charity shops. And we just wear nothing but leather jackets. Um, and then after that, I decided that leather jacket was perfect for looking like you're a man who has accidentally escaped from the 70s. So I integrated that into my general look and um, I spent about two years looking like uh, Sam Tyler from <laughs> Life on Mars. Flood jeans. But like a reverse one, like where someone from the 70s had accidentally woken up <laughs> in 2005 or you, whenever the fuck it was. You'd been run over by a Ford Capri in the 70s <laughs> yep. and woke up in the mid-2000s. Yeah. Um, but still wearing those clothes. They were good times. They were good times. <laughs> There's nothing interesting to say about this. No, it's just a, it's just a statement of fact, I suppose, isn't it? Um, yeah. A lot of the stuff in this podcast is just us saying facts. It is. Yeah. Hey, Cobbly, do you remember when we went to Paris that time? Not in a romantic way. We're not weird <laughs> like that. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with media studies for uh, it was college. Good, do you remember my um, brilliant fashion? The um, the nightcap. Yeah, and the like. I do. And the sort of <laughs> gown thing, like like I was Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, it was good, did, that wasn't it? Where did you even buy that from? Where'd you get these fucking things? Um, I actually bought it from this very strange bloke. Um, <laughs> uh, he was like sat under a bridge in Wigan. <laughs> he, he sort of opened his jacket, and it was all like nightcaps and stuff. It was it was weird. Did you describe he, him as a salty tramp? Um, I believe I would. He, he, he also offered to let me go in his van, but I said, no, I was busy. <laughs> snip, snip. <clears throat> but yeah, so I don't know. I think I just must have gone through a phase in my life where I just thought I was from a different time. <laughs> but you couldn't quite decide what time it was. I was a bit confused. You know, people growing up, they're confused, aren't they? Some people are confused about, like, um, what music they like. Mm. Some people are confused about the best football team. I was confused about what century I was from. <laughs> yeah, <I'd, coughs> I do remember from that Disney trip, just detracting from the uh, the fashion um, conversation for a second, you going through the security uh-huh. to get into Disneyland Paris yep. with, with a pair of scissors in your pocket yep. and a laser pen, <laughs> getting them seized from you by the French security and then declaring that you essentially wanted revenge on all of the French as a result of that. You know, Cobbly, I still feel a slight grudge against the French for that day. <laughs> and, um, you know, I will have my pair of scissors and my laser pen back. So if there's anyone listening to this podcast from France, I just want it to be known that I'm, I'm coming to get you, or at least to get my scissors and laser pen. So watch out. About the quaking in the boots, <laughs> the, uh, the security at uh, Disneyland Paris. They are definitely listening, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are fans. <laughs> My high school forward slash college fashion tended to uh, be a t-shirt, a pair of jeans, and that old raincoat that I used to wear all the time. It was brilliant, that raincoat. It was good. Yeah, it was good. It was like a black and white raincoat that I wore every single day to school and to college. It was a sort of, like, I think it must have been quite a cheap one, but it looked all right within the first sort of two months that you had it. (laughs) And it started, like, wrinkling up. Yeah. And smelling. And like mould appearing <laughs> on it and like small woodland animals living in it. Yeah, well, and, uh, at least them in Sasquatch. <laughs> I didn't mind them living in there. It's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, it was like through stubbornness 
and the fact that everyone would constantly rag on you for always wearing it, you just always wore it more than what you would have originally always worn it. Exactly, yeah. I think I uh, fancied myself as Columbo for a short period of time, but then it took over the fact that uh, teachers would try and get me to take it off during class, and I'd just keep it on. <laughs> to wind them up. And uh, indeed, there was that one 24-hour period where I... Uh, took some kind of personal challenge to wear the raincoat for 24 hours solid, which I did do, including showering in the raincoat. Yeah, that is... Uh, this isn't even funny, is it? It's just depressing, really. I'm just trying to imagine how you managed the shower thing. Did you take your other clothes off and do some kind of Mr Bean-style um, muck-around to get your T-shirt yeah, off? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the what I like about that is that no one was watching you or keeping tabs on you <laughs> to make sure you did it, but you still did it. I just did it. Yeah, yeah. fucking hell. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it weren't a designer coat or nothing. It was just like something picked up from Quicksave or something. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Designer things. Designer things. What what makes something a designer thing, Matt? Well, you know, at what point did Mr. Burberry go from being insulted by all his other fashion colleagues for wearing something that looked like he'd thrown up all over himself to being an expensive item of clothing? It's weird, isn't it? Now, we're dead sophisticated in that, so is what we're about to do some kind of satire on the the, uh, consumerist paradigm? Or are we just making a rubbish observation? I think we're just making a rubbish observation. Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't, I don't understand it either. I don't understand why some bloke's surname makes something better than the same thing without the bloke's surname on it. I mean, presumably it's, <clears throat> I don't know, he must, be, he must be some kind of celebrity within this fashion world of which we don't yeah. make much of. And, and he or yeah. she might make some things that are pretty good, get a name for themselves, then can sell stuff for a heightened price. Like going watching a, a band... Yeah, you know, paying a ridiculous amount of money. Oh, I'd love to wear some cobbly trousers. That would be brilliant. <laughs> I think there might be an element of people just liking the name. Maybe that as well. Yeah, maybe. I would like trousers with like cobbly written all down the leg, <laughs> and like just every inch of them covered with the word cobbly. Do you think I should try for putting some of them out? There's at least, at least, I would say one person that would be well into that. I'll, I'll nip to River Island in the morning. Get a place some of their stock. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, yeah, and and and. Because it'll all, you, you replace their stock with your cobbly trousers. Yeah, I'll just shove it on a rack. Yeah, and people will assume that because River Island are selling it, that it's maybe part of a salty tramp look. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe, that's how, maybe that's how they do it. Maybe that's how these designers do it. Maybe all designers just replace the stock in shops until people just accept that just that is... Sneak into stores yeah. and shove a few, a few T-shirts up on a, on a rack. Yeah, I think, it, it, I think it could possibly work. We missed a trick here. We've not. We're not. We're not old yet. So we can still do it. Yeah. <laughs> not just with like clothes. Not just with cobbly. Not just with cobbly trousers. Yeah. We could do it with like her products. Do it like shaving foam. Yeah. Exactly. You could. We could really get into this. We could, like spit into a jar. Put that on the shelves as shaving foam. Cobbly, cobbly shaving, shaving foam. foam. Yeah. I think you're really getting into this cobbly brand, yeah. aren't you? I think you should definitely be the. Uh... Well, there's something about the cobbly name that makes me inherently trust it. I think. <laughs> It's a trustworthy name. It's a, it, 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 it speaks um, to the common man. I'd smear your spit all over my face. Shut up, Matthew. Oh. Talking about designer stuff and expensive designer stuff. Yeah. Tell tell the good people about what your father's been up to recently with the. Um, well, what kind of I don't know, probably right, because 
I don't. Are we allowed to? Because I think there might be an ongoing case about it. Yeah. Well, I suppose we can edit it out and post if if it's not all right. I don't think there's a law about yeah. about this about talking about the what it is. Cases. Right. My dad. Uh, I do feel a bit un- uncomfortable. Well, it's it's, it's it's in topic, isn't it? I suppose so, yeah. You know that big designer of handbags, Mulberry? They do, like, well expensive handbags with, like, jewels in them and stuff. I don't right. know. I've not actually seen any of them. No. But um, my dad thought of this brilliant idea, right? What he thought of was, like, if he could make his own ones... Knock-off handbags. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> to make it look like they are the real ones, then they are the same as just the real ones, aren't they? So, you yeah. know, if you follow his logic, though, sell, he's, he's sell on them, Sell them at half the price. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So he's been doing that for a bit, uh, and, you know, he's been making a bit of a success for himself by doing it. So he's sort of, like, expanded his business a bit um, into, I think it's Woking, <laughs> where he's got, like, um, a load of school kids... <laughs> Because it's really easy to tell school kids to do a thing. That's what my dad thought anyway. So he's got Mm. them doing... So he's like Fagin from Oliver Twist. He's sort (laughs) of um, a Fagin that makes the children make handbags instead of a Fagin that does whatever he does. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I I don't know what he does in the Oliver Twist. I mean, who knows? Who knows what he gets... (laughs) Maybe he does. Maybe that is exactly what Oliver Twist is about. Ambag manufacturer. Anyway, so he's got this load of kids making handbags for him. Now, the thing is, like last week... Mulberry, the handbag company that he's sort of copying off, got a bit cross about what he was doing. And told the police. Big raid. Yeah. Yeah, there's like child bloody uh, employment issues. I don't get that. Why? Just because they're small humans doesn't mean to say they can't work a good day's work. Yeah, but you say good day. He did essentially kidnap some of these children and force them to work in incredibly hot conditions. You know, now I tell this story back, it does sound a bit bad, doesn't it? And we probably actually shouldn't be talking about this, should we? No, probably not. Um, No, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll pay off some of the uh, the jury. Yeah, Yeah, you know, usually to sort something out, don't they? Yeah. You know, get a, a lesser sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of handbags, though, do you remember... <laughs> nice. <laughs> do you remember, like, how... And we don't really do this so much anymore. Every time we went to a party of anyone's, we would spontaneously, and for no reason at all, go to the nearest woman's wardrobe, put dresses on. Matt, we'd, I recall doing this once... Yeah, it's more being, interesting if I imply that we always did it. And I recall <laughs> being coerced into wearing women's clothing. Oh, that's less interesting than my version. <laughs> well, yeah, it was... It was why a, did we do that? Don't know. And were people even that interested? No. I think we were just a bit drunk. We weren't. We were, we just arrived and we went straight <laughs> to the cupboard. I was trying to make this sound better, Matthew. Oh, no. <laughs> Still, it was quite comfy. Yeah, it was, they were nice dresses. Yeah. You don't shave your legs, I noticed. Although, do you remember that time you waxed your chest for absolutely no reason at all? <laughs> that was just an experiment to see what it looked like. What would like. happen if you waxed your chest? Yeah, well, I've got- oh, I have no hair on my <laughs> chest. I'll write my results down in my science book. I just wanted to know what it would look like if my hairy chest was bereft of her. And, and as it turned out, it was just extremely painful. And, and I just got an extremely yeah. spotty chest for a few weeks until the hair grew back. <laughs> So, yeah. You were silky smooth, though. Yes. <laughs> yes, you were. Although I, remember, I do remember going to uh, going down south to visit our good pal Leslie and having to wear my shirt buttoned right up to the top with also a tie so that it didn't show any of the raw redness of my poor chest. That there was absolutely no way that you could explain. Exactly. Exactly. It is a weird thing. 
Like my boss at work, right, the other day, mm-hmm. she said to me, and what interested me the most about this is, was the way she asked it me. She, she began by saying, Matt, you're a bloke, right? <laughs> to which you automatically responded, no. No, I'm not. I don't be sarcastic with my boss. I need the job. <laughs> so, so you said yes. Yeah, I said, yeah. And she said, why do all men, and remember this is all men, why do all men put their hands down their tracksuit bottoms around the groin area? And, uh, you know, I've got two issues with that. One, I don't believe that all men who own tracksuit bottoms do that. And two, why would she think I knew? What did you say? I said, probably warm down there, innit? <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe that's maybe that's the reason why all men do do that. All men do do that. It seems to be a um, I don't know. They're called chavs, aren't they? People that dress up in tracksuits and stuff. Maybe it's a chav thing to do, like a and I don't know some kind of status thing. I don't. Yeah. I don't even know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, I think what we should do now is everyone's favourite bit. Everyone's favourite bit. Come on, uh, crack a smile. Know. You know what's coming. <laughs> It's the Cobbley's Dreams section segment. Why do, section. Why do you keep peddling this? It's so shit. I can't tell you how much fan mail I've got about this. Right, what what we do, right, every week is I ask Cobbley what dreams he has had about the thing we're talking about the week. And, you know, every time it's a, it's a killer. It's a killer. So, Cobbley, it's the Cobbley's Dreams section segment section segment. <laughs> what dreams have you had about fashion? This is getting dire, this, Matthew. It's brilliant. <laughs> Occasionally I have those dreams, you know, where you're completely naked in public spaces. Oh, right. That's Great. Like, I suppose that's like anti-fashion. And that's the end of the Cobbley's dream section. It was brilliant. See, I think that went well. I don't think it did. You'll be back next week. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week. <laughs> it's being jettisoned. We'll see about that. <laughs> we'll see what happens. You got any tattoos, Matthew? Tattoos are fashionable. So that is why it's pertinent to this episode. (laughs) We're not not uh, filling time. (laughs) I've not got any tattoos, actually. And um, I don't believe you have either. And I think we spoke about this in the past, haven't we? We think we should both get the same tattoo. It's like a a joke to our future selves that that would disagree with doing something ridiculously stupid. Yeah, it's like a prank, isn't it? Mm. We we were thinking of getting um, a tattoo of the word Les. But, like, not in, like, fancy letters or anything. Just in a really boring font, like Ariel or something. Just Les. And the best thing about that is, like, years from now, maybe where we won't even know why we did that or who Les was. But we'll have this annoying Les written on it. Les being, obviously, our best friend. Yeah, yeah. At this moment in time. At at the moment, keep him on his toes. Yeah. (laughs) Plays his cards right, he might be able to stay our friend. Well, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Alternatively, um... I was thinking maybe, you know how people get older through time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, of getting time. a tattoo of my young face on my face so it stays <laughs> young forever. Yeah, I don't think that would work. Oh, it's worth a try though, wasn't it? No, no. Did you know, and I uh, only learned this today. Go for it. Or was it yesterday? Doesn't matter that really. many years ago, you could only walk into a tattoo parlour and choose something that was within the tattoo parlour to, to draw upon you. You couldn't, like, walk in and say, can you can you draw me a picture of a, an enchanted parrot? So that'll explain why there's so nose. many uh, Winnie the Pooh tattoos knocking about. Possibly. Yeah. 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 But when just, was this? What do you mean? I don't know. Like, 
15. Back in Victorian times. No, like 15 years ago. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't customise a tattoo, apparently. Maybe you could. I don't fucking know. So what someone told me anyway. Just a little, little, little anecdote <laughs> for you there. That way, we all enjoyed it. I think that's the point. <laughs> Cobbly, I don't know about you. I'm getting the, I don't know. I'm getting the slight feeling we've lost a bit of momentum with this podcast. I don't know if we'll make it to the end. Yeah, I think I've run out of things to say. I mean, well, to be honest, I've run out of things to say a long time ago. I think once we got to talking about Winnie the Pooh tattoos, it's not it's not going to work, is it? No. If, there's there's got to be something we can do to fill in the time. How long have we got left? About 10 minutes, probably. Fuck's sake. Why does this always happen every well, week? It, well, it's because we're talking about things that we don't know anything about. <laughs> why didn't we realise when we came up with this premise that it would never work? <laughs> We should be talking about things that we that we know about. That's what we should have Damn done. It. We didn't do that. Damn it. Right, okay. Um, the, there's Well, there's always the old fallback of taping something off ITV, isn't there? ITV's been doing a lot of brilliant programming it lately. It has. And in fact, in fact, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for it, but there's an extended trailer that they keep playing on ITV, and it's, it's bound to be on tonight, um, about that new docudrama. Um, I the, think I've heard about it. Yeah, about yeah. the history of Marks and Spencers. Basically, they've rebooted the history of they've Marks and Spencers. Marks yeah, and Spencers. they've rebooted Marks and Spencers, and they're doing a like a, a documentary on 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 the reboot. Or I say a documentary. It's a docudrama. They've you know dramatized it. Like the yeah. history of. Uh, oh, that would be well brilliant. I yeah. think and I think our listeners would like that if we tape it, something off ITV yeah, that they can see on ITV. Marks and Spencers is yeah. fashionable. Yeah. It's fashion. And we're talking about fashion. So if we shove that on, then it's a bit of advertising for ITV and it, it, it solves our little problem of uh, That's right. dead, right. dead air. All right, we'll do that. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Next week, we won't run short, don't worry. <laughs> don't even know what we're talking about next week. Will we be back next week? Nah. I think probably one of us will commit suicide by then. I am teetering on the Yeah, I can feel myself going. Barnabas J. Steeplejack do hereby bequeath my vast fortune to my only living relatives, my two sons, Mark and Spencer Steeplejack. An old man on his deathbed, his final dying wish to reunite his two sons. On the condition that they invest my fortune into a business together. Mark and Spencer work together. But Barnabas, you two lads haven't spoken to each other in over 20 years. Damn it, Alistair, you're my lawyer. I don't pay you for your family mediation advice, you balding bastard. Two sons that will one day become legends on the high street. On the condition that you, Mark Steeplejack, and you, Spencer Steeplejack, enter a joint business venture using your father's fortune as business capital. Whoa, hold your horses right there, Alistair. I'm not working with this twat. Don't you call me a twat. Do you think I want to work with you? I just want my inheritance. It's always about the money with you, isn't it? Gentlemen, gentlemen, please. Your father did stipulate that if you can't come to an agreement, your father's entire fortune will be donated to Branston Pickle. <sighs> I bloody hate that Richard Branston. With the end of a legacy comes the beginnings of an empire. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Well, if we're going to be starting a business together, I can tell you now, it's not going to be a bloody clothes shop. We'll be selling food. People will always need food. People will always need food? But people will always need clothes as well, you daft bastard. Hey, have some respect. They're just shoving dad underground. 
Look, if we're going to work together, we're going to have to compromise. Our boat, food, and clothes. ITV presents a new docudrama serial from the writers that brought you Licorice Crescent and Elephant Man, The Younger Years. I can see it now, above this door in neon lights, ten foot high. Marks and Spencer. Hey, there's no way your name's going before mine, Mark. No way in hell, you arrogant bastard. It's alphabetically correct. You can't argue with the alphabet, Spencer. You can't argue with my fist. Hey! Come on, then. Bang yeah. it! Bastard! What? Wanker! Cult! Watchucks! Marks and Spencer. The beginning. Based on the true story of the origin of the High Street chain of Marks and Spencer. Shirley. Shirley Flutterbunny. Very pleased to make your acquaintance, Ms. Flutterbunny. I see from your CV that uh, you're more than qualified for the role as one of our checkout girls. Aye, it's, uh, it's very clear to me that you've got uh, excellent assets. Assets? You can't say that. Are you referring to her tits? No, I'm not referring to her tits. It's the 21st century, Mark. You can't be a sexist pig in this day and age. I do apologise for my colleague, Ms. Flutterbunny. Marks and Spencer's is a very forward-thinking organisation. Okay. Have I got the job, then? Have you got the job? (laughs) Have you got the job? You've got it two times over, my dear. Two times over. Two times? Will you stop going on about her tits? I'm very sorry. I don't know what's wrong with him. Right. Well, I could sit and talk all day about political correctness, but for now, I guess I'll see you both on Monday for the grand opening. That's our checkout, girl. I think I love her, Spencer. From its humble beginnings as a small department store in Warrington. So, without further ado, I give you Marks and Spencer's The Grand Opening. (laughs) But every story needs its villain. Ah, Mark and Spencer Steeplejack. I've heard so much about you. Who the bloody hell are you? And where'd you come from? The name's Debenham Snide. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. Owner and proprietor of the noted <laughs> London high street chain Debenhams. I'm sure you've heard of me, the young entrepreneur of Kensal Green, now making waves on the stock exchange. As it happens, I've been expanding my own enterprise up north, as it were. And by pure chance, we'll be having a grand opening of my very own in two days' time. I do hope you can attend. You shouldn't have much difficulty finding me. We'll be neighbours, in fact. Cast your eyes, if you would, on the uh, building across the way there. What, that skyscraper? Is going to be a Debenhams, yes. Well, you know what they say, boys? Competition is healthy for business, and I would hate to see two young brothers from Warrington trampled underfoot by, say, some rival multinational conglomerate so early in their business careers. (laughs) Yes, that would be a pity. Are you threatening us, Snide? Ha, please. I don't need to threaten anybody. No, I wish you boys every success that you're capable of. (laughs) Oh, I see you sell food as well as clothes. Bit weird, isn't it? (laughs) Might help myself to an oak-smoked salmon and cream sandwich. Mm. Mm. Bit dry. And every story needs a princess. So, uh, surely I'm arranging a bit of a get-together tonight at my, um, humble abode. Few drinks, few laughs, that sort of thing. Wondered if you might, uh, fancy tagging along. Oh, well, Spencer, it's, it's kind of you. I'm afraid I'm going to be visiting my mother tonight in hospital. She's just had her appendix out. Sorry, I'll see you Monday. Shirley, well, fancy running into you. 
Mark. I was just thinking about you. Me and uh, a couple of the other checkout girls are heading off on a night out around Warrington. Few drinks, few laughs, that sort of thing. Was wondering it's if. It's no use, Mark. She's visiting her mother in hospital. She's just had both her appendixes out. It's a wonder she's still alive, actually. I've really got to go. Fucking idiots. But this is no ordinary fairy tale. Hey, boss, you got another job for us? I want you to find out everything you can about Mark and Spencer. And when you've finished, kill them. You got it, boss. My goodness, what's going on, Shirley? Oh, they're having some kind of gun shoot out with bloody Debenhams. I wish they'd pack it in, they're upsetting the customers. Bodies everywhere. How can this be happening, Shirley? Pass me another round, Spencer. In real life, there are no happy endings. Well, we're going to have to get the cleaners in to wipe all this blood up, Spencer. First he steals a sandwich, and now this. I tell you, that Debenham snide's really pissing me off. I could have done without this today. Look at that massive queue at the checkouts. There's no one serving him. Here is Shirley on a lunch break, or what? Shirley came back from a lunch break half hour ago. There's something wrong here. Look, they've... They've taken Shirley! And so you see, Shirley, my dear, there's simply no way those two blundering buffoons can stop me now. You're simply a carrot on a stick, luring them haplessly into my little trap. It's all thanks to you, Shirley. You're off your head, you, mate. Mock me if you will, my dear, but I assure you, my head is quite securely in place. Then why are you telling me all of your plans then like a stereotypical villain? Why? Because you'll be dead soon. And I can also assure you that it won't be pretty. They don't like each other, but can these two brothers put their differences aside and work together, fulfilling their father's dying wish? We need to put our differences aside, work together, and put this bloody disguise on. Mark, I'm not dressing as a bloody chimney sweep. We're not going to fall for this debacle. Not even sure they still have chimney sweeps. Of course they've got fucking chimney sweeps. What century are you living in? How else do you clean the chimneys? Do you think... Fucking Father Christmas is going to come down and wipe his ass on sides. You're a dick, you, Mark. But I don't have a better idea. When the odds are stacked against them, can they triumph in the face of adversity? Hello, um... Chimney sweeps. Chimney sweeps, come to sweep your chimneys. Debenham chimneys. Yeah. Yeah, the chimney sweeps. Uh, welcome to Debenhams. Come on through. I'll show you, um the chimneys. See? I told you the chimneys would work. That's far enough, boys. Oh, bollocks. We got him, boss. Excellent. Bring them up to me. And remember, I want them alive. This summer, ITV brings you the thrill of the big screen in your own living room. Ah, Paulie. Where are the boys? Where are Mark and Spencer? They gave us the slip, boss. But, but they won't get away next time. I got all my best men searching every corner. They ain't gonna get far. Hmm. You failed me, Polly Polkadot. Do you know how I deal with failures? He ties you up to a post and talks you to death. Silence! I'm surrounded by prattling imbeciles. <laughs> Goodbye, Polly. No, 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 no! You thought Marks and Spencers was just a store. You thought wrong. 
The game's up, Debenham Snide. Untie, Shirley. Mark, Spencer. You've no right to do this. I'm going to be making a complaint to police. Ah, oh, boys, I'm so glad you could drop in. I believe you've met my former employee. I'm a tolerant man, but my patience only stretches so far. Fuck me. He's dead, Mark. Shot in Thed. I'm afraid I don't like incompetence and I don't like competition either. You, my dear boys, I believe satisfy both criteria. One step closer with that chimney sweeping equipment and you'll be joining the employee of the month down there. Need I remind you, I'm armed and <laughs> quite mad, you know. <laughs> the bubbles burst, Snide. Your empire's crumbling. Look around you. One thing I could never understand. Why? Why go to all these lengths? Why do all of this? <laughs> because I can do all of this. I don't just sell clothes. I am clothes. You think Woolworths closed down because of being massively economically unviable? You think CNA went under due to the entire management board mysteriously vanishing? No, it was all me. <laughs> me, me. And you two are just another pair of weeds in my immaculate garden. Yeah? And I bet you've got apple trees and they're rotten to the core in your garden, you bastard! Spencer! No! <laughs> you, you've killed Spencer! And now I'm going to kill you. Ah, it appears I'm out of bullets. Get him, Mark. That's it, right in the knackers. No, don't let him get you in a headlock. Don't let him strangle you. Oh, God. <gasps> die, you wretched whelp. Die. Die. I can't look. Don't you strangle my brother. Spencer. Spencer, you're alive. I can't believe it. Come on, Mark. We've got a shot to run. Marks and Spencer, the beginning. Hmm, guys? Uh, guys? Fuck's sake. Let's have a podcast, listen to a podcast. Here is a podcast, listen to a podcast. Let's have a podcast, listen to a podcast. Here is the podcast, listen to the podcast. All stop, do up, where did I park? Suitcase, main brace, beware of a shark. Richard and Judy, Rosie and Jim. Tenuous segue, summertime gin. Let's have a podcast, listen to a podcast. Here is a podcast, listen to a podcast. Let's have a podcast, listen to a Podcast, 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 podcast.